Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Can I share? Can I share or no? Can I just, I won't, I won't share the whole thing. Can I share just a little bit? Share it because I'm about to get, I'm about to get teary-eyed. That was flipping amazing. My son, man. Um, I'm a lucky dad. You just got on the phone with uh, with Quest. Yep, twenty one years old. This is on speaker, so sorry, Quest, if you're listening, and I know you're not, so it's okay. <laughs> you care less he has about no clue what the hell we're talking about. Uh, I might but, cry. Uh, you just called because you got him something. You got him tickets to something. Hooked him up. You did. You hooked a brother up. Yes, sir. Except for he's not your brother; he's your boy. You hooked your boy up, and uh, you got two. You got two down low. Yeah, good and, ones. Uh, First thing the kid says after thank you is, are you coming with me? Right. And you were like, no, man. Like, take a friend. Who yeah. do you want to go with? He goes, I want to go with you. Dude, you're going to make me cry. He goes, if I got a choice, I want to go with you. Right. There is nothing in My the God, world dude. better than that. There is nothing in the world better than that. I might need a minute. Dude, take it. That was awesome. I'm glad you got to see uh, that. That was the good stuff. That was the good stuff, man. It's a good kid. Uh, yeah, he is. Um, speaking of good kids. Signing Guru next. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was kidding. How about this kid? F-O-F-T. Totally yeah, soft. soft. Oh, gosh. You'll see. Where? I'm sure you were weeping with, uh, with your kid at you, the Boyer game. You, you, oh, don't even see me with baby Nora. I'm weeping every right? night. Holding Do you know what? We, we should not I name three this. three kids and a bunch of tear ducks. This, this show should not be called Willard and Dibs. It should be called Two Vermeil. <laughs> I, honestly, is the name of the show. Yeah, um, it's better than using his first name. Let's bring in somebody who's uh, who hopefully got some hair on his chest. It's Danny Morang, everybody, um, with 108 The Fan, also a podcaster with the Portland Blazers as they get into town to take on the Warriors tonight. Right, you're not going to cry on this show, are you, Danny? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's that time of year. I've got a... Uh... 
a massive surgery on Thursday. I'm saving my tears for that. Oh gosh, well, God, lot, yeah, kid. bless you, man. I hope uh, I hope everything goes okay. Uh, we're hoping that the Warriors do some surgery on the Blazers tonight. But uh, 71 points. What, what? What? Like we know, we we're having an interesting conversation earlier. Our morning show sort of started this this idea of where to place Dame Lillard historically, and a fascinating comparison between his career and Clay Thompson's sort of started based on this idea that Dame Dame feels like a true one, but he also feels like that guy that that, that is never going to achieve what the ones need to do because he's up there in Portland, like. How how would you answer that question? How would you compare the career of Dame Lillard and Clay Thompson? I, I look at Dame as, as, as definitely more of a of a one, just because of the shot creation and the, the stuff that's put on him. And it, it, Clay's incredible in his own, you know, Hall of Fame career. Uh, the thing about Dame is this: this is the frustrating because I've watched every second of his career, and I've talked to him about legacy and all this stuff, is that. The best player he's ever played with is LaMarcus Aldridge, and that was eight years ago. And that kind of changes how you discuss Damian Lillard and what they've done or what they haven't done uh, in pursuit of putting you know guys around him and giving them those opportunities. Um, and to be honest, I think that if they don't make that, that move here this summer, um, we can be talking about a, a legacy very differently very, very soon. And in terms of making that move, is it the sense in Portland that Damian Lillard is there to stay? Other than last offseason where there were some overtures that maybe he wanted to go elsewhere, do you get the sense that he wants to be a Blazer for life? I mean, I, I've talked to him about this a thousand times, and he he's, he's built a, a basically a castle here. Uh, and I'm not even kidding. His, you know, his whole family's here. His what, Whatever happens, if they don't, put the right guys around him and eventually he goes somewhere, whether it's, you know, back home to the Bay or uh, to Utah to where, you know, where he played at Weber State, you know, or anywhere else. He'll always live here when it's all said and done. But I, I do think that the Blazers are going to try their absolute best to put the uh, an chance of a team around him. And I think that they're going to try to do that this summer. Um, if they aren't able to do that, I still think that he wants to be here. But I think if he has to go another year where it's they're just okay, I think that there might be a little bit of difference. I think there might be a little bit of pressure, um, not from his agent, not from uh, anyone else. I think it might change for him. But for him right now, there's no place he's going to be outside of Portland. He genuinely loves it here, no matter how many times People say you need to go chase this or go after this or do it this way. The one thing he always tells me is those other people don't have to live with those choices. I do. And so for me, I'm okay being here. Danny Morang, 108 The Fan in Portland as the Blazers come to town tonight. Danny, we have urgency around these games that, that, that we don't normally get in February in the NBA because of the logjam in the West. So let's just nuts and bolts this game tonight. And, and tell us the state of the Blazers and what the Warriors are up against tonight. It's been really interesting just because both teams are missing key pieces, right? Uh, the Blazers, without use of Nurkic, don't have any real size. Um, Drew Eubanks, you know, he's he's a good kind of a try-hard, lunch-pail guy, but he's yeah, 6'10", closer to 6'9", doesn't 
isn't the uh, the best rim protector on the face of the planet. But the flip side of that is the Warriors take the least amount of shots at the rim. Um, so it's it's kind of this contrast in styles. Both teams obviously love to get threes up, um, but also the Blazers aren't going to have Anthony Simons, and so you're going to see kind of a different version. Uh, the 71 point Damian Lillard was, you know, partly Dame doing what he does post All Star break, which is go absolutely insane, but also partly necessary. Uh, Anthony Simons is the guy who's you know 22 a game, uh, their, their primary creator outside of Damian Lillard. So a lot of the offensive creation burden is going to fall on Dame because what they're going to do is they're going to stagger uh, Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant because without one of them on the floor, the offense suffers just so drastically. So. Um, how they go about it and, and how they end up t- attacking the Warriors is going to be really interesting because they've got some guys in Portland now in Matisse Thybul and Cam Reddish who they're significantly bigger, longer, more athletic, but how they fit into things after picking them up at the trade deadline, the Blazers are still trying to figure it out. I'm glad you mentioned the trade deadline because the Warriors and Blazers were connected in Gary Payton the second coming back to the Bay Area. What is the Portland take in terms of GP2 and him being damaged goods? How was he able to be activated and healthy enough to play? And then now he's injured again, Danny. The thing that I come back to is it sounds like there's a difference of opinion between two medical teams. Um I, uh, you know, the reporting that came out of the Bay, I'll say it flat out, the guys that did it was shoddy. Um, they didn't make a single phone call to the Trailblazers. They didn't make a single phone call to anybody. Uh, it comes out that they weren't shooting them full of Toradol. They weren't forcing them on the court. Uh, and two other guys in Portland, uh, you know, came to, came to this, uh, had the exact same surgery, the exact same surgical staff, the exact same rehab team, and the exact same uh, physicians that were on site in Portland. Um, that being Damian Lillard and Nasir Little. It's uh, kind of a bulk discount that everybody got, I guess, this summer having the same core surgery. Um, the Blazers were, if anything, about as hands-off with Gary as they could be uh, repeatedly throughout the season from the opening day, uh, media day, all the way into late December. Uh, all Chauncey Billups kept telling us was, hey, Gary can play whenever he wants to play. It's, on, it's, it's up to him. It's up to him. It's up to him. And, you know, we got updates that he'd be ready maybe in October, then around uh, early November, then it was Thanksgiving, and then it was Christmas, and then it was the end of December. And uh, it was all just really confusing because when he finally got out on the floor, he performed. He was impactful. I don't want to say his, his first game he got out there, I think he had, I think he had four steals, knocked down, like, two or three corner threes. He was just incredibly impactful in about 15, 16 minutes of action. And uh, how that whole thing ended up going uh, in the long run uh, with how things were reported and, and what did and didn't happen and how the Warriors viewed things, it's all really ugly, uh, to be totally honest. And I don't think that whole situation is done. I, I, I'm going to be really interested to see what the league does or doesn't do, either publicly or behind the scenes, with how that whole thing was kind of uh, unravel. Yeah, yeah, Danny, does it, does it feel like you think in the end the Blazers get some sort of a fine? I don't. Huh. When, it's, when it's all said and done, I don't, it, 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 I don't think anything is going to happen. Interesting, interesting. It's right. shady from our side of it, just, just so you know. I mean, the guy plays however he was able to play, and he comes here and he's hurt. It feels like, from a Warrior fan standpoint, that they got duped. Yeah, I, 
I mean, I get that part of it uh, as far as how that goes. The flip side of it is, and what kind of I think came out of the organization here was, you know, you played him in the playoffs on that same exact injury that he had surgery on. So <laughs> it's uh, it, it, it definitely sounds like um, from the from the Portland fan side of things, number one, sour grapes. Number two, uh, the reporting side of it being so salacious and inaccurate at the same time. Um, and not even accurate, blatantly, just blatantly false um, from the athletic reporting. Um, had a lot of people here incredibly upset because of how it painted the, the medical staff. Um, and it's, uh, like I said, it's ugly. It's, it's really interesting to see how this all ends up. The, the interesting thing about this, for me, is the timeline side of this. How he was going to be out for two to three months, and now he's being reevaluated a month. Um, whether or not he plays this season, I think that's going to be kind of the... I don't want to see the, the, the flag planting of, of how bad or he was or wasn't injured or how different medical staffs view it. I think that's going to be interesting to see when he does or if he does play this season. Yeah. Danny, I guess, I mean, it's more about disclosure than anything else, right? I mean, your, your thought that he played through the same injury last year, sure, that was the playoff. You're going to force things. I don't think anybody with the Warriors is worried that the Blazers played him this year. Um, it's it's about disclosure it, it, in trade talks, no? Yeah, no, 100%. And from the folks that I've talked to, they've all said that, you know, they disclosed everything that was supposed to be there and everything that was in the medical records was there. Huh. Uh, because that, cause that's, the, that's the part of this is the disclosure. Everything's in the, the, uh, the medical records database. And now if the Blazers didn't do that, because I, I've been told that all the records were all there and all the data was all there, if they didn't do that, then the league will hammer the Blazers. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, Danny, uh, really good information, man. Uh, thanks so much for hopping on today. Hey, anytime, guys. Y'all take care. Okay, you too. That's Danny Moran. And best of luck with your upcoming surgery, Danny. Was, That's right. Was, yeah, he was amazing. HIPAA laws prevent me from asking me him what the surgery right. would be. He'll but, be reevaluated uh, in a month, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, uh, so. hopefully that uh, Portland doesn't try to trade him days after the surgery that he has. <laughs> That's interesting. That was a little mean spirit. Well, it's interesting that Portland, uh, they up there... They felt like they got jobbed, not in the trade, but certainly uh, mischaracterized. In That's terms what it of sounds like damaged goods. Where well, in terms of the reporting, in terms of what the the you know the the medical staff with the Blazers did, and then also um, just the way they were painted as the bad guy in in the trade. And I don't know what was or was not disclosed, but I do think that um, I do think something's going to happen. I do think they're going to get fined. I don't think anybody really cares when an NBA team gets fined. Right. But I do think they're going to get fined. I wonder, and he mentioned something about the injury portal in terms of, you know, did Portland fully disclose Gary Payton II's injury in advance of the deadline? Because I'm looking at Gary Payton II's game log, and he did play January 10th, and he played five straight games. He was inactive. He played six more games. He didn't dress. Then he played three games, including 22 minutes against the Dubs, the Warriors. where he looked pretty damn good in see, that game. See, I didn't think he looked good in that game. I didn't think oh, he, he looked right. He played 22 minutes. Okay, but how did he perform? I performed pretty well. What did he do? He had, he had the box score up? He had nine points. He had three rebounds. He was a minus eight in a game that they won. Right. 
And then the next day was the trade deadline, and he has not played subsequently. Right, and obviously will not play for at least a full month since that trade deadline. Right, but I, I guess I didn't realize that he had played 14 of the previous 16 games. Hmm. So it wasn't like... They just dressed him up for a couple, two, three games, and then, oh, boy, we were able to tour doll well, you into playing. No, I don't and think I, that. I think that part of the story maybe was misreported in terms of did Gary Payton II get injected with pain meds just to be good enough to be traded? Well, here's, here's what I know just about uh, uh, the, the way this often works in pro sports. Like, one thing that, that, that perked my ear that he said was, well, the Blazers have been saying all year, like, Gary, if you want to play, then you, you can play. We're just waiting here for you to play. Oh, hold on. That's not how it works. At least that's not how it's supposed to work. How many times have we heard that the Warriors uh, players are, are, are selling to their medical staff, let me play, let me play, you got to let me play. Apparently, Clay Thompson has been doing that about back-to-backs right. at times for months. And the Warriors are like, no, you're not playing. So to act all laissez-faire like the team's like, well, we don't have any say in this. Gary plays when he wants to play, and he doesn't play when he doesn't want to play. That's not how it works. Don't give me that. And at a minimum, you are either putting pressure on your guy to play or you're putting pressure on him to not play right? based on what your needs are. And your medical staff, too. And, yeah. I, and I think we've talked about this in terms of Rick Celebrini and how conservative he is. It's not to judge him positively or negatively, but the Warriors are more conservative with injuries and returns to play. Gary Payton missed 38 of the first 39 games for Portland. He missed 35 straight, and he played 13 minutes in a win over Detroit. Then he sat three more, and then January 10th is when he actually became a somewhat regular member of the Blazers. Now, was that because GP2 didn't want to play? They didn't think that he was ready to play. A combination of the two. These are things we can't possibly know unless GP2 comes out and tells us what he won't. Yeah. I, I, listen, if there is something that happens to the Blazers, like I said, it's going to be a fine. It'll be under the radar because who cares when a multi-billion dollar organization gets a slap on the wrist? So I think in the end, someday very soon, this is all going to go away. But everybody's heading to their corners with their hands up in the air like, I didn't do anything. The Warriors are like, we didn't know. And, and the, the, you know, the, the Blazers are sitting here going, well, gosh, he could play if he wants to play. And he's been playing. I thought just naked eye when I watched him play the Warriors that night, he didn't look like himself. But that's a very small sample. Right. Guys have off games. So I can't speak intelligently on what he did uh, in, in Portland leading up to this. You know who we'd love to talk to for the answers here, and we're not going to get to, is Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the one who's got the key to this entire conversation. What did the Blazers say to you? What's going on in your body? What were those conversations like over the last few months? Were you pressured to play? And what are your thoughts on it now? Because one team was playing you, as you said, 14 to 16 games. Yeah. And then the other team got their hands on you and went, we don't even want to see you for a month. Exactly. That's very, very different. Those are two very different vibes. Right. So January 10th, he comes back and he plays 15 minutes in a loss to Orlando. And then he plays every game but two until the trade deadline. Was it a sense of or a case where Portland said, we know you don't really want to be here. We'd love to trade you, but you need to play in order to be traded. Or was he better? And then suddenly on February 8th, when he plays the Warriors, 
22 minutes, which was a pr- his second longest stint, by the way, of the year in that game. Did he get re-injured and not tell anybody, and then he got traded? Well, I, There's a lot here that we don't know, Mark. And, 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 and another big question, which I haven't heard anyone ask, how many months ago was this that you were all excited to give him three years and $28 million? Right. What happened? You were just excited about him. Now, I mean, it, like, Portland got, what, five second-round picks? Like, you could call those assets. They're also trash. Totally. Who gives a rip? Meaningless. I would much rather, even if it's just a role player, I'd much rather have a player than, than five second-round draft picks, which became this cool thing that people were shipping around all over the trade deadline. Five second-round picks, mean, which, which, which speaks to, I think, how they're valued. They're like pennies, Mark. Yeah. If you, if you well, have, five of them here. You want six? If like, you have a lot of pennies, like, remember those old, okay. like, uh, those old uh, water bottle jars, and you, you put yes. the pennies in there, and it, you fill it up halfway, and you're like, I got I, I to have, like, I gotta 700 go to, bucks right, in here. I got to go to Coinstar. And you pour it into the Coinstar. And you've got fourteen dollars and seventy six cents, and Coinstar keeps five of those fourteen dollars. Exactly. Yeah, and you get like a gift card to Applebee's for nine dollars, <laughs> and you're like, I saved pennies for four years right. for this. I can almost get some fries. Those are second round picks. Yeah. I could get six Costco hot dogs. I mean, what happened there? What? Where did? Why did you go from three years, twenty eight million dollars, to just get out of here? And you're going to tell me that there's nothing behind that? Now, okay. I mean, it's two different medical staff. So you trade for GP2, and he doesn't play until January 2nd was his first game. So right. he sat out three months. And yep. maybe their medical staff is saying, this dude is soft. And the Warriors medical staff is saying, this dude is hurt. Right. So between this dude is soft and this dude is hurt, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. So how many games did he end up playing in a Blazer uniform? He played a grand total of 15 games. I mean, think Four of that. Four points, 2.6 boards, 1.5 dimes. He shot 58.5%. Yeah. I, I, like, I just... I mean, the dude did not play. You so, want to you want to talk about moving on quick from someone? I understand that he's GP two. He's not a, a high draft pick, but when a guy solidifies himself as having an effect on NBA games on a championship season, you pop out right away on free agency come July and go, my dude, three years, twenty eight. We are the team. It's gonna be the first team in the history of your career. We're going to guarantee you big time money and years, multiple years. Yeah. 15 games later, get him out of here? What happened? Right. They were 8 and 7 in those 15 games. So That's uh, interesting. No, and I think that it's that's really maybe we don't find out until the end of this year. Gary Payton the second is not a big talker. I mean, we know him from his sideline. Unless line. he spills a beer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What do you have? A truly... And we love GP2 because of what he brought to the Warriors, and they won. I wonder what Portland, like, what Johnny Sixpack thinks yeah. about GP2. Well, that way it went sour fast. You know, I know he was hurt, but you're going to sour on somebody that fast? You were going to put three years into the guy. Um, it's all brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Uh, your phone calls welcome at 888-957-9570. Plus, John Lynch is done speaking at the Combine. We'll uh, toss a little out there in terms of what he said. That's coming up next on Withered and Dip. You and me are going to have it out, okay? 
to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. You know, it's amazing. You juggle. Do you yeah. also, yes. I mean, it's do you a, judge, do juggle like torches uh, or uh, knives? Oh, yeah. Very, oh, sharpened knives. You're Only. a juggler. It's amazing that we haven't dedicated an entire 945 for you to just look at me and be like, dude, what are you doing? Dude, I'm trying. What the hell are you doing? Seriously. What are you doing? I mean, I Too much. my world is incredibly busy, but it's busy with a six-month-old baby. So it's very singular. It's baby is awake, I'm busy. Baby is asleep, I get a 45-minute break. You, my brother... Dude. You've got about 17 things going I'm, on. I'm terrified to even look at email during the commercial breaks. Right? Because it's just like, oh, crap, fire, 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 fire. Totally. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. But, you know, that's life, man. That's actually... It's life. I look I at mean, it as a good thing. My life is very full. It's very full. <laughs> it's too full. Yeah. Captain Positive over yeah, here. Yeah. Well, you know who else has a very interesting life? Uh, John Lynch at the Combine. You want to hear some? It's a transition. Wanna, I'll allow it. You want to hear? Uh, you want to hear Brock Purdy and surgery and Combine and QB market? All of it. All of it. I okay. Want it all. Um, how about that surgery being pushed back? And when is it going to happen, John? Ultimately, he's 22 years old. We want the best outcome, and that's what Dr. Meister made a really tough decision, and we're very appreciative. And he's done thousands of these surgeries, and he just, you know, when you have all the swelling out, when you have all the stiffness out is when he's he's had the best success with the outcomes. And so we're very thankful, and we're hopeful that uh, when they meet down in Arizona this week, um, you know, that they can move forward, and, and then it would be early next week as to when they would go in there and have the surgery. Okay, so now uh, we're... And we've talked about March 2nd. That's the meeting. But the earliest the surgery will happen now is is next week. And um, TikTok, TikTok, to the R TikTok, you don't stop. Just wanted to, nice. yeah, just wanted to lay that in there. I mean, a little flavor. Well, uh, what are we at here? So it's going to be the first week of March. And I know we do this a little too much where it's like the timeline is six months. So that means... March 2nd, August 2nd. Well, I mean, they, they, yes. Maybe September 2nd. September 2nd. Yeah. It could be August 23rd. I mean, when we say... It could be October 4th. It could be. You it just could don't be. know. Everybody heals differently. Right. Remember, remember Adrian Peterson had ACL oh surgery and came back in like four weeks? What kind of nut job was that? That was bananas. This is still something. How have we not learned more about that? I don't know. You know, Gavin Lux with the Dodgers just tore his ACL and a bunch of oh other stuff. Oh, my God. Like, I saw the highlight this morning. Oh, man. The knee just went the wrong way. Dude, that's like what happened just, to my knee when I tore my ACL. Oh, my God. Not that I had video of it. What were you doing? It, what were you doing? Playing you? basketball at okay. Santa Fe High in a B League. And, Mark, I'm a C League player. So I was playing B-League, and I had to be a max effort guy in the B-League. Sure. I was playing too hard. and the T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Exact same thing happened where my leg went back into the left. Oh, gosh. Back so, yeah. Into the left. They're playing the Padres yesterday. He's Ugh. at second base, grounded to third. He's running toward third. The third baseman's got the ball. He's about to throw the ball to second for a force play. And Lux is like, dude, you can hit me in the face with that ball. So he changes direction and his knee didn't come with him. No. He went left and the knee stayed there. Ugh. And uh, so he's going to miss the whole year. And um, yeah. But maybe he'll be Adrian Peterson and he'll be ready for opening day. Exactly. <laughs> but no you're idea. right about Brock Purdy, six months. We don't know timeline-wise. The biggest thing for Brock Purdy, if he has the just the internal brace, the repair. it's the three months. In three months, is he able to actually throw a little right. bit? And if that happens in early to mid-June, then you feel better about mid-August. Well, and here's John Lynch on Purdy's timeline for returning. There's a variety of different time frames, and, and, you know, Dr. Meister had a great line that I, I can't share with you, but it was very clever, just about, you know, he doesn't have a crystal ball. And every player's different, every person's different. So timelines uh, are just that. They're guidelines, but, you know, we'll see. And it's, you know, pr- the, the, the reality is the majority of these are done on baseball players. This is not a baseball injury, even the, the way in which it happened. It was a, you know, Brock's going to throw on a 250-pound man with an opposed force it's a it's a different injury and so the outcomes are different and uh we'll see where it goes all right all i got out of that was don't share with people something that clever that happened if you can't tell people what it was oh he had a good doc had a great line can't tell you what it was right but it was a great line i can't see the effing future john i mean <laughs> yeah, exactly. something like that something like that yeah to that to that extent he's right though Who in terms of john? in terms of the <laughs> The injury, because Brock Purdy doesn't need to throw 97 miles an hour with movement and with the grip and the elbow torque and the forearm strain of throwing a football. So all those things help his ability to recover faster. Um, What about the QB market? This is where it all goes, right? We all want to know. Um, how big of a name are you going to try to go get? Are you going to show trust in Trey Lance with who you sign? Um, or, or what are you going to do? And, and that conversation was sort of birthed again yesterday when Carson Wentz became a member of the free agent quarterback market. So here's what John Lynch did have to say. Well, you know, ironically, you know, we made that decision last year. And I, I felt like... Uh, felt really good going into training camp that we were kind of insulated in the event that anything happened and you know unfortunately it wasn't it wasn't quite enough it got us right at the end and so I think we're all product of our experiences you know was in some meetings today where the league's discussing potential solutions for you know third quarterbacks such that we never have that kind of but the reality is it's it's very few and far between where those instances happen so 
We'll see. And, yeah, you, we, we may have to look into the quarterback market in addition to Brock and Trey to insulate ourselves from, from whatever may happen. You're a product of your experiences. And the 49ers experience has been we lose our quarterback almost every year. Right. Yeah. Every year but yeah. one. And also what he talked about in terms of the league having meetings about maybe figuring out a way to avoid the situation that the 49ers were in where they lost two quarterbacks. Well, they already addressed it, and they gave you a 46th roster spot, but no team, for the most part, uses that on a third quarterback because it is so incredibly rare that you lose two quarterbacks, let alone you lose two quarterbacks in the NFC Championship Well, so from a league standpoint, this is what they should do. Just go back to where you forced it. You forced that roster spot to be a quarterback. You don't have a choice. That's what ended up happening, right? You had that rule. Yeah. You got the emergency yeah. third QB. They turned it into a roster spot, and all the teams went, I need another gunner on special exactly. teams. And that was the end of having a third QB. Well, the league, I know, I, I guarantee you, they're stepping in going, we can't have Championship Sunday look like that. Yeah. We can't do. We can't have people handing off. The rating went way off. down yeah. when they had no QB. So the league has got it. This is almost like you said earlier. We are talking about who's got the final say in a family. Well, the parent does. The league needs to step in and go, you guys were given. We gave you some rope. Right. You decided. We gave you $5. You bought M&M's. I told you to buy some carrots. Exactly. And you bought M&M's. So now the $5 is back with us, and we're buying the carrots, and we're going to make sure that the carrots are there. Well, on now game it's, you're going to get 5 bucks, but after you eat your carrots. And that's, I think you can stay with 46 men on an active roster and also have a third quarterback emergency yeah, sure, why not? player. Because yeah. it used to be 45 players active in an emergency third. You could do both. As long as you eat your veggies, you can have 5 bucks for M&M's. Uh, any names you like on this quarterback market? And I want, before you answer, everybody before Wentz, Mariota, Dalton. Mariota's free here, as of today. Here we go. We can do all this. Does that quarterback want to join this? Does that quarterback, and I, I know we don't have all the info until Brock gets the surgery, but does that quarterback want to be in a quarterback room with potentially a healthy Brock Purdy at some point who, who showed out, Trey Lance, who's got all kinds of draft capital and name value behind yeah. him, and then you? Do you, do you no. want that? No, Mark. The answer is no. Yeah. You don't. I think you're looking at more likely a former 49er, a Gabbert, a Bethard, Sudfeld. a Mullins, Bethard, a Sudfeld. Bethard resigned. Oh, he did? Yeah, Bethard just resigned a couple days oh, ago. Oh, what a miss. So that's the end of what that. What a miss. Yeah, no the, more. The dream is over. And I always refer to them stays. as CJ Mullins yeah. and Nick Bethard because <laughs> like, I think that they're largely the same QB. CJ will back up Trevor Lawrence again. I think you're looking more at like a Blaine Gabbert type. I hope it's not Blaine Gabbert. I hope not either, but you're looking at Sunfeld. an end-of-the-road veteran. Yeah, 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 one of those guys. All right, 888-957-9570. John Lynch also weighed in on the defensive coordinator situation now that D'Amico Ryan's is no longer with the team. We'll have that for you coming up next. Steiny and Gulum as well on Willard and Dibs. Our pets' heads are falling off! Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Had I known, we would have done it, Mark. 
Because you need to be a part of it. I've been a part of it. One time. Jockerty? One time. I think you were out. I must have been out. You were out. I crushed it. No, you did oh, not. Oh, I blew the field out. Ask Whitey. He was the host. Whitey Gleason in for signing today. Yeah. I will ask him. I would love to have an emergency jockerty, but... Oh, that's a lot to ask of a man in six minutes. What's funny is he could absolutely he could do it. concoct he could do it. one in six minutes, but... <laughs> he could do it. Yeah, it's too um, bad. I had no idea you did it. Yeah, we did it. I, I, I'm trying to remember who was here. I think uh, Whitey, I feel like... Was it Guru or was it Styles? There's a lot of people in here. Yeah. You weren't one of them. No, I was not. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was not. Yeah, but whoever was in here, man, I just wiped the floor with them. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I even got the Daily Double. Uh, it's all it's sponsored. the Daily Double. No, that day it was not because you weren't here. You're damn right it was. Right, yeah, it's, uh, it's all brought to you by it's AC. Coming now. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. Shh. Sponsored by AC Transit. Okay, now you can now you can interrupt all you. That's the old school. <laughs> the old school Yeah. All right. So why do you be in here in uh, just a few, along with Guru? More from John Lynch. Not only do we have some defensive coordinator stuff, but do you want the uh, the sexy, salacious stuff as well? Yeah, especially when you say it like yeah, that. You want John Lynch talking about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady? Ooh. Huh? I do. Yeah. Do we need some mood music the, to set the tone here? Real general managers of oh. Santa Clara County. <laughs> do you, uh, you want to hear what he had to say? Um, okay. Here is John Lynch on Steve Wilkes replacing D'Amico Ryans. Tough guy to replace. We're very pleased with uh, Steve Wilkes coming in. And uh, Steve is very similar. Steve's, Steve's got presence, and we recognize that right away. He's got a willingness. We were just the number one defense in football, so we don't want to make wholesale changes. So we needed somebody who had a similar vision on how you play the game. As such, Kyle and myself, we included our defensive coaches in the interview process. And, you know, I, I think they felt the same way Kyle and I did, that, um, you know, this this was the right guy. Big shoes to fill from D'Amico, but we we're really excited about where we're going with Steve and, and uh, can't say enough about both those guys. Okay, so I, I'm interested to see how much this is a baton you can just keep handing off. Uh, D'Amico was great. I thought he was going to be great. He was groomed to replace Robert Sala. If the defense is just like, it's great under Sala, it's great under Ryan, it's great under Steve Wilkes, I don't know. Was it like that's not to take anything away from the coaches by any stretch? You've got to be good, but right. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just got good players. <laughs> if Steve Kerr took the next job, yeah, would Steve Kerr have a regular season winning percentage, which I believe is six sixty seven? He's won two of every three mm-hmm. games he's ever coached in the association. I would argue that his winning percentage and his championship. Uh, ca- count would be a little bit it would lower, go down. Mark. It yeah. would go down. Yeah. So it it's, down. it's obviously chicken in the egg. But these are good coaches coaching good players. When you're a good coach and you coach good players, good things happen. Your transition from chicken to human is pretty good. Appreciate like, it. There isn't like a, yeah, you're able to, yeah. you know how like in the voice, they'll talk about all oh, your transitions, the way you're able to go to falsetto, sure. to, 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 you know, regular voice, amazing. Your chicken to human transition is really good. I appreciate just it. Just want to tell you that. I'm just uh, one word away from a cluck at any point. Mark, I coached high school volleyball, and what the I, cluck? I won three championships at the high school formerly known as Drake High School. Boop. People lauded me as a great coach, 
I was mediocre at best. I had unbelievable amounts of talent. I had Tahan Minikov. You had no answer for Tahan. You can't stop Tahan. I don't even know Tahan what you're Nikov. saying to me. Yeah, exactly. I won three straight NCS titles, not because I was some savant. I had more talent yeah, than players. everyone. Yeah. So yeah. Robert Sala, good coach. And D'Amico Ryans, if D'Amico was the D.C. elsewhere, he probably wouldn't have been a head coaching candidate because he wouldn't have had this level of defense. Uh, 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 you ready for the sexy stuff? You ready? Yeah, okay. I'm Mark Willard. Should I dim the lights? What do you, what do you, what do you want? You want? Hold listen, on a second. I got, I got, I got three, to set the mood. I got three... Three, thank you. Turn the lights down. Venus yeah. flytrap, right? Well, we got some. I got three sexy sounds. Hey. And I'm going to let you choose. This brother. one goes out to uh, you, all the ladies. You want to hear about. And the fellas. Tom Brady. Talk to me. Jimmy mm. Garoppolo. Or Trey Lance. Who I'll take want, it. I'll take it hear three. About? Let's make it a threesome, Mark. Let's, let's do it, brother. You tell me which order now. Give who me Brady. You, who do you what want is to, going on here? Let's go oldest to youngest. Who, who do you want to do first, brother? And yes, I'll put the lights back on for the right, YouTubers. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Dark, yeah. All right. Um, John Lynch, off-season communication with Tom Brady. I, I sent him a text when he retired. Uh, he was a teammate for about three weeks at one point. So I sent him a text. Just congratulations on one of the greatest careers that I've ever seen in any sport. And, uh, you know, I wished him the best. So we'll leave it at that. In other words, he sent him a fist bump emoji. Nice. Yeah, that's it. See you later, Tom. Right. Tom's not coming back out, is he? I don't I, think I believed so, but... him. I, I did. The, the IG video, I believe him. I do, too. But last time he retired, I believed him. And after X amount of days being a dad again, he realized being a quarterback is a lot more fun. Yeah, I didn't believe him last time. I like I immediately did not believe him. Like there's no way that this is this clunky report is not the way someone like Tom Brady is going to structure his actual retirement. I did not believe it for a second. So uh, this one would surprise me. Okay, how about Jimmy G, brother? All right, uh, John Lynch on the Jimmy G relationship. Jimmy has been tremendous for us um, in our first year. You know, at the end of the year, we do a trade, and Jimmy comes in, lights it up, and and uh, you know, a lot of people want to talk about what we didn't accomplish with him. What I know is we won a lot of football games with Jimmy. I admire, we admire um, his toughness. We in, admire the teammate that he was. So I, I know everyone wants to talk about some discourse and all that, but I think uh, I do believe that it's probably run its course. Um, but I think we leave with nothing but fond memories for Jimmy, and Jimmy's going to go play good football for someone. All right, so this is, this is, I think, as clear as their tone has ever been. I know that Jimmy, he said, see ya once upon a time. I, I, I know that whole deal. But listen to, listen to how past tense John is with this conversation and flatly says it's, it's run its course. So even though the Niners might be in the QB market, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be a part of that conversation. Nor right. should he be. They can't afford it, and they can't afford him, and he doesn't want to come back and be QB3, even though QB3 is just a couple of snaps away from being QB1 on this team. Okay, speaking of QB1. Uh-huh. See what I did there? You ready? I have been ready. This is John Lynch on the Trey Lance offseason to come. I think his biggest thing, we just got to find a way. And I've had a lot of conversations with Trey early in my career, struggled to stay healthy. And I hit an eight-year stretch where I didn't miss a snap. So sometimes you just got to go through that 
you know the rough patches and uh you know he he's he's got to play and that's that's the that's the you know the the biggest challenge we got a team that's ready to go now he's got to he's got to get out there and play brock got that opportunity this year he grabbed it he did great things you know we'll see at some point you know how we get trey that opportunity because we very much believe in who he is as a person uh and who he is as a quarterback 49ers like to do this, and, and they're not wrong in doing it, um, but th- I think they use a player's injury history sometimes at the quarterback position to sort of shape how they say what they can't say publicly. In other words, why did we move off of Jimmy Garoppolo and draft Trey Lance? Well, geez, Jimmy just couldn't stay healthy. B.S. You wanted a new QB. He wasn't good enough. Right. And, and but you can't say he wasn't good enough because turns out you needed him to be good enough, and he was. Fair enough. But you that's why they made they did not make the decision because he got hurt a couple of times. They wanted a different QB. And I wonder if we're not going to see now, as we welcome Whitey and Guru into the room. Hello. I wonder if we might not see the same thing this offseason. If Brock's surgery goes well, if he's ready at some point, and the questions are are about Trey Lance and why isn't Trey Lance starting? Well, gee, gosh, you know, if he just, it's just like James Wiseman. Boy, if he had just been able to stay healthy the last couple of years, you know what I mean? Then, uh, then, then, then maybe he would be in uh, in a different spot. But maybe the reality is they just want to start Brock Purdy. Willard as in Lillard, right? That's how I keep it straight. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. I like that as in Dame, Lillard. Dame Willard tonight yeah. on yeah. display. Yeah. 7.05. I got to say, Mark. Let's go. I'm a big fan of the show. Love the show. You gave me a, like a groin pull of the brain today when you said, I think, you said, if you're a Warrior fan, you can't say the Warriors should play, should have played Wiseman, and then also say you don't like the way the Giants are going about their business. So I was like, exactly. Wait, damn what? right. I said it. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry that you're out for the year. I'm sorry that you, Gavin Lux, your yeah. way to the, to, yeah. to the office after. Yeah. Oh. No. I, the question is about <laughs> it's as a fan, what matters to you? Obviously, now should always matter. Now. Right. Like your team and the state Live in the now. right now. Yeah. But for some fans, that's the only thing that matters. Hmm. Other fans also care about then, which is what are we building for the future? But it's, it's fascinating to me how many fans I watch. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.